This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The Talk Sport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. I am joined by Emilio Donnell, the Foam Shadow, and Steve Reynolds. They were at Craven College for this 1-1 draw for Foam against Sunderland in the FA Cup at Craven Cottage. Guys, we have a lot to talk about in this half-hour show. The way we're going to do this is we're going to go into our three pauses from the match and our three negatives, three ups and three downs. And we'll go three, two, one. So that's what we're going to do. But before we do that, let's just get initial reactions. I'm going to go to you first, Emil. Give me your initial reaction of the one-one draw. Hello, Russ. Hey, Steve. It was good to uh, good to see you earlier today, you and Emma. Uh, we obviously talked throughout the game. Um, we both, I think, we're very aligned in terms of what we saw today. So I'm sure when we when we end up discussing, we we'll end up with the same um, feedback. Um, what was my reaction today? Disappointment, really. Uh, to be honest, but I think I, I was. I think I said before the game, I th- we should be winning with our team, but don't be surprised we end up drawing or losing. I think Steve, yeah. you can probably vouch for that. I, I, I thought there could be a bit of a surprise here. You know, we, you know, a lot of us first eleven were playing. Admittedly, there was a quite number of changes. I'm surprised with those that did actually start. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But we can talk about that in a moment. But yeah. overall, disappointment. We didn't get the job done. None of nobody wanted a replay. Um, first and foremost, <laughs> first half very average. There was some, there were a lot of weaknesses which we'll talk about, no doubt, in this show. Yeah. Second half, we came out with a little bit more, you know, a little bit more. I don't know. We were more assertive on the front foot. Maybe on another day, we maybe could have won the game. And the flip side, I think Sunday could have won the game. We were lucky, sort only sure. been one down at half time. So overall, no qualms about the result. Nothing. We didn't, we didn't deserve to win. A draw was probably a fair result on the balance of play, but. Yeah, maybe just like just like, I don't know. Just we're starting to lose a bit of steam. I'm not. I'm not sure I should be worried at the moment. But we're not creating as many chances as we were a month ago. We're we're struggling to score goals. We're starting to struggle to score. You know, show a bit of quality where it counts and depth. Maybe a maybe an issue towards the end of the season. But overall, I think we just looked lethargic, sluggish. Lacked, lacked a bit of quality in, in key areas and, you know, in some backup play positions, we're not good enough. So 
nothing to worry about. I'm not being negative here. I'm just being I'm being honest here. But I'm just sure. saying sometimes you're starting to see today, the last two or three games, we haven't created enough quality. And today was another game where we should have won. But all respect to Sunderland, I thought they, they wanted the game more and they gave us a lot of problems. And that's a fair analysis. And before I go to Steve, I want to give Sunderland the credit that they deserve and all of their supporters that made the trip. They certainly, you can make the argument that they deserve the draw and they probably feel that they had their opportunities. They certainly had their opportunities to win. So they certainly came to uh, win this match. So they deserve mm. the credit. Definitely deserve the credit, but let's just be honest here. It's a Fulham show. So we're going to be focusing much more on Fulham, but I just wanted to start the show by giving credit to Sunderland and their supporters and, in case we don't talk enough about them, because the focus here is on foam. So full credit to Sunderland. All right, over to you, Steve Reynolds, your initial reaction. Um, to be honest, Russ, I think I probably agree with most of what Emilio said. Um, Shocker. I know it's an old cliche. Yeah, I, I, it's an old cliche, but um, it was a good game for neutral. It it was uh, up and down. Um for most of the game, um, there were. Oh, I think one all was a fair result. Um, I initially went two 0 but like Emilio, I was not going to be too surprised before kickoff if this is one we slipped up on. Um, we've got congested fixture coming up, so I'd, as Emilio rightly said, we do not want a replay really, but. Um, it is what it is, um, but I think um, I think I said it to Emilio during the game. Um, if I'll describe our performance, let's just—it was disjointed at times. It mm. seemed disjointed. There was there was no it. There was no flowing movement as such. You know, it was stop start, stop start. But you know, on the whole. Will we take one all? Yeah. Let's look on the bright side. We're sitting in the draw come Monday, or if it is Monday, I think it is, isn't it? Monday night. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, good day out. Uh, four and a half thousand kilometre round trip, but it's worth it to meet up with Emilio um, and uh, other friends. Yeah. Well, that's great, Steve. Before we go on any further, I want to share this comment. Melio, it's more towards you. Greetings to Russ and Steve and the legend that is the Fulham Shadow. So thank you, Chris. Thank you very much, Chris. And we actually... My internet's working. My internet's working today. Look, I'm in my own home and it's working today. Good, good, fantastic. And we have some comments from Steve Lydiard, which I think when we go to the three down, that's when I'll share some of his commentary. So we'll wait on that because I want to start focusing on the positives here. And that's where the three up starts. So Melio... Go in order from three, two, one, three positives. It doesn't even have to be a player. It can be something in the match. It could be coaching, whatever. Three ups. So what's your number three up in this match? Your third positive. My third positive. I think so. You know, I think I'm going to give Rodak a call out today because okay. you know, I, thought, I thought he was probably my man of the match with Solomon. I thought Rodak kept us in the game at times. Admittedly, their keeper made some good saves second half, but I'm going to give my third, you know, obviously number one 
positive, the best positive. We'll talk about that afterwards. But yeah, yep. I think Roma had a solid game. I look, he looked commanding. He made some important saves. We're under the cosh first time. Like I said, we should have been probably been two down at half time. We started that first 10 minutes. We looked lively. As soon as they Diop made a mistake, they scored a goal. We went really flat that rest of that first half. The second half, it was end-to-end. It was a typical full-blooded cup tie, like Steve said, end-to-end. Anyone could have won it. But Rodak, for us, kept us in the game. And it's good that we've got a, a strong backup keeper. And I think we've always kept talking about having strong backups for every position. That's one area I don't have a concern with keeper. We've got a, Leno's an excellent keeper. Whatever the air picks up an injury or suspension, or whatever it may be, we know we've got strong cover there. So Rodak, call out, probably my man of the match because I thought he had a good game today. Interesting. So that's your number three. Steve, over to you. Do you agree with Emilio as being the number three up, or do you have a different one that you'd like to share? Um, I would have actually put, uh, I'm going to move Rodak up the list. Um, Okay. uh, It sounds, uh, a lot of people will probably disagree, but then again, who cares? Um, Diop, I thought, had a poor first half. Um, I thought he was a much more solid in the second. Um, yes, we can talk about the usual uh, suspects. Solomon was lively, um, no two ways about it. Um, and he was actually better when they switched him a couple of times. Uh, but number three, I'm going to stick in uh, young uh, Andreas because I think... Okay. His work ethic was very good throughout the whole match. Um, and he was caught on the bad side uh, regarding the way the play was going. Um, so, he, again, he had to keep basically tracking back, then coming in, you know, in the inside, etc. So I'd put number three. Yeah, I'd give Andreas. Okay, excellent. So shout out for Andreas Perera. Over to you, Emilio. Who's your number two here? This is probably a more generic one. I think it's probably... Look, we made a number of substitutions and changes for the games, right? Yeah. And But clearly, Silver still treated this game with respect to some extent. I think... You know, okay, so you look that's for, a good one. For me, I'm going to say, actually, give Silver some credit. that we, You know, he put plays on I didn't expect. I didn't expect Paulinho to play today, but clearly he started. Yeah. You know, Pereira, I thought, would should have rested, played. So to be honest, you know, Diop, you know, so I think Kenny Tete. So clearly he tried to play a reasonably strong team and given his dues, he put his best plays on a substitute to try to win the game outright. So it's not like you're completely changing your team and having completely 11 strangers playing on the pitch. Silver wanted to win this game and had a reasonably strong team that should have won outright and made the substitutions trying to win the game. So overall, I'm going to say that gives Silver some respect for giving Sunderland respect and obviously wanting Fulham to progress. And you know, I'm not I'm not agreeing with Sean Kennedy. Fulham certainly did enough to win. So did Sunderland do enough to win as well. So hence why I'm saying it was probably a fair result to be a draw because both teams did enough to win the game. But we were lucky not to be two down before we started to get into the game. Okay, excellent stuff. I just shared the comment from Sean. Over to you, Steve. You're number two. I'm, I like where Emilio well, I'm, I'm went the- on this. I'm going to go one of um, immediate on this one. I'm going to put Rodak at number two um, because we could quite easily have been down certainly 2-0 come half time. And I think it would have been tricky to get back in the game. 
Um, he also pulled off in the second half, final two excellent saves. Um, although, to be fair to both sets of supporters, they should be both proud of two very good goalkeepers today. Uh, yes. Their goalkeeper was exceptional. He was very, very good. So, uh, yeah, Rodak number two. Rodak number two. Very good there. Okay, Emilio, you're number one up for this match. What is it? Or who is it? <laughs> yeah, I was torn between giving it to Kenny for the goal, and I've since seen Chris give that, versus Solomon playing 90 minutes. I think, to me, I'm going to give it to Solomon. I thought, I thought okay. he was... He was Probably our best player in the first half, lively, good touch, trying to make things happen, you know. But the second half, he drifted a little bit in and out. Then he uh, worryingly seemed to pick up a knock with the, in the last five, ten minutes. I'm not sure if that's uh, an injury or not, but yeah, he sort of pulled up a little bit and yeah. you know, was struggling. Yeah, he's got to make. But overall, the, the one major bright spark, I'd say, other than, you know, Rodak and goal, I thought kept us in the game. I thought Solomon with his invention qualities, I think that's the first time we've seen him play 90 minutes. So yes. that's going to be a positive for me. That's been the, the the most satisfying outcome of today's results. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Solomon more than Tom Kenny's goal. I think Tom, good goal, but didn't impact much else on the game, to be honest with you. But it was here and there, fits and starts. But yeah, I, thought, I thought Solomon, I think everyone was keen to see what he could offer. We've seen yeah. 10, 20 minutes of substitutions the last few games. We saw him now for 90 minutes. You know, potential there. There's potential if he can stay fit. He needs to strong, you know, strengthen in some areas. He looks quite lightweight. It reminds me of some, some. Is it Dennis Wise of Chelsea? I was saying to uh, to, to Steve um, in terms of yeah, yeah. vision. But overall, I think if he can stay free from injury, we've got a lot to look forward to. This player. Okay, and just so you know, he actually tweeted after the match. He was happy that he played the 90 minutes. So maybe that's a positive to come out of this. Maybe he's okay again. You can read a little bit too much in, in the tweets. I'm, I don't want to read too much, but the fact that he tweeted after the match talking about how he played. And uh, so I think that's a positive. But I'm glad that you said that, Emilio. I, I think that's something to watch from uh, Solomon. This, I think this was important for him to play 90 minutes. And let's see if he can now take that into the Premier League. So for me, mm -hmm. I think that's a huge positive. I understand why you went there, but... I also understand why you mentioned the Kearney goal, too. I thought Kearney played well. Steve, you're number one up. I, I'm actually going to concur with my right honourable gentleman. Um, I think <laughs> he was very good. He was certainly uh, very good in the first half. I think the last... Ooh, he did pick up that knock. He picked up a knock with about ooh, eight, nine minutes to go, something like that. And it was, wasn't a tackle or nothing. He just seemed to put the uh, engine into gear, and he just—it was like a slight twinge. Um, but I thought he was much more effective coming in, coming inside mm -hmm. about fifteen yards. Um, whereas on the most of the first half, it was predominantly he was sitting very tight to the touchline. Um, second half, he tended to move around a bit, uh, and he was coming inside a lot more. So. Yeah, I'd probably go Solomon, although okay. honourable mention for Kenny Tete, to be honest. Okay, excellent. He also had a very good game. Okay, very good. Guys, before we go to the negatives, and it's funny because here in Boston, people like to focus on the negative. So we'll go through our three down in just a second. Before we do that, 
I want to share a comment from our friend Chris Goodwin, who is a Liverpool supporter. So let's answer this one. Emilio, I'll give you first crack at this. How did Harry Wilson play? How did Harry Wilson play? Um, it, it not anonymous first half. Didn't see him. You know, looked again. Looked at. You know, out of touch. Didn't look fit. Off the pace. But second half, you know, unfortunate not to score a goal. You know, yeah. some people get criticised him maybe not to be more clinical. And maybe I think Steve Steve did make a point. Maybe he was a bit wasteful. But partially, yes. But you know. I'm, I'm surprised he actually got taken off, to be honest with you, because I yeah. thought the first 20 minutes of that second half, he looked lively. You know, when we had played the long balls over the over their defence, he was he was stretching their, their full-backs, cutting in, good save from their keeper. Another one went low in the bottom corner. He looked lively, but then he got taken off, which surprised me, to be honest with you, as I didn't expect him to be subbed. I thought he was actually growing into the game. But So to answer Chris's question, poor first half, but I actually looked, entertaining second half before he got surprisingly taken off. Okay. Interesting take there. Steve, you and I have talked a lot about Harry Wilson. Your thoughts about how he played today? Um, yeah. I, to be honest, um, I agree with uh, Emilio. Um, the first half, he was he was so anonymous, it was a joke. Every time he got the ball, it was either taken off him or it was playing it back you know, there was almost no, he didn't want to take responsibility. It seems when he came out for the second half, he seemed a different player, almost as somebody gave a bit of a quiet word. Um, look, this isn't good enough. And I agree with the media. We were both surprised, actually, when he went off. Um, because just before he went off, he had that curler, didn't he? And from the, he cut in. On the 18 yard box, uh, the goalkeeper got it, but it wasn't much in it. So, uh, um, oh, he's going to be, he is going to be an enigma. It's going to be, you either love him or you hate him, I think. Um, I, I think the second half, it was a much, much better performance he put in than the first, I must admit. But on average, um, if you're giving him out a 10, 6.5, Emilio, yeah, about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, over 90 or yeah, something like that. Okay, well, we could see what he could offer, you know, that second half. You know, he obviously had a kick up the backside, but the tactic slightly changed. Second half, we yeah. were on the front foot a lot more, a lot more direct than we were. First half, it was like Steve mentioned earlier, sideways, backwards, sideways, it was just no rhythm. We changed it, we were a little bit more direct. And Wilson was latching onto those long balls, and I thought he did okay. So, yeah, it'd be interesting whether it's fitness that Marcus Silva took him off. Uh, or whether yeah. It'd be interesting to see why he was taken off, because I thought he still had more to offer. Okay, great stuff, guys. All right, coming up next in the second half of this episode, we're going to the three down for Fulham against Sunderland. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. 
The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, Emilio, let's start with your number three down. Like I said, it can be a player. It can be a decision. What's your number three down here for Fulham? Yeah, it's, um, I'm going to do these ones a little bit more generic because you can argue sure. that three poor players are under in three poor players, two generic ones. This will be controversial, I think, but and I said it to Steve at the game, I was surprised we didn't give Patrick Roberts any respect. I was very disappointed with our fans. He'd got no applause. He ran his socks off. That's probably the best I've seen Patrick Roberts play at Fulham with a Fulham shirt or without a Fulham shirt, to be honest with you. He ran our defence ragged today. He got substituted, no applause. I was actually very disappointed with that. He then obviously didn't applaud the Fulham supporters because we didn't give him any respect. So I'm disappointed with our fans. Why, do we, why did we not give him any respect? We normally applaud our you know, former players. You know, they've come to the ground. They've had a good game. You applaud them off and you acknowledge the fact that they've come back and playing for their new clubs. But that's a negative for me. I, I, was, I was disappointed by our fans. Okay, interesting there. Over to you, Steve. Do you agree with Emilio as that being um, one of the yeah, negatives to come yeah. from the match? Yeah, I, I semi-agree with Emilio. Um, I think him and uh, Diala, they ripped us apart first half, time and time and time again. And I think because Roberts is, or I think he is playing very well at the moment, and he was playing that good, I think he absolutely paid off a lot of Fulham fans by playing the way he was. So I think there's, that may have been the decision, but I wouldn't... We normally, we normally give respect to ex-players. Um, but him aside, number three, it's got to be Kasawa. I'm sorry. Um, he, first half, he, he looked totally lost. Um, it was... We sat there and said, my God, what would we do if we had Jedi on? If we had Jedi playing, I, I'm not saying he's not going to get better. I hope he will. A lot of effort, but oh God, the, the first touch is awful. Um, and he, he seems to panic when he gets the ball. He seems to play it too quick or he plays the, the box standard straight across. Or on a lot of occasions, he was giving it back to Diop and playing it, you know, and then putting them in trouble. Um, it was a, so, yeah, he would probably be me number three. Okay, very good. Nilo, do you want to share your thoughts on Kazawa or is he coming up? <laughs> He's coming up as part of a bigger topic, yeah. Okay, topic, yeah. fantastic. So let's get to it. Let's go to number two. Um, I think a lot of it's about, I think we've always concluded this in some games that maybe when teams press us, we struggle. We That was again today. I think that was another negative. I think every time these, so the last three games, like I said earlier, we just seem to have gone off the ball a little bit. You know, I know we've had an impressive season, but like I said, we're not creating as many 
clear-cut chances, if that makes sense. You know, sometimes I distribute a final ball hasn't been good enough, but give Sunderland their dues. I'm sure that many of them are listening tonight. Yep. They press for 95 minutes. And to be honest, on another day, like Sean says, we could have won, but equally they could have won the game as well. It could have gone either way this today's tie, but we struggled. Even without our strongest 11 per se, the high press that Sunderland gave to us, we we, we couldn't cope, to be honest with you. I had Rilan Rodak to keep us in the game. Maybe Paulini was was being a little bit more restrained and not sort of getting us stuck in. Maybe that was tactical as well. Don't don't commit to what you don't need to just keep us keep your keep your tackles a little bit lighter than normal. But just just felt we lacked a bit of aggression, physical presence. Um, Tom in and out of the game. I thought that they ran through our midfield a little bit too easy today, and that pressing and pressing and pressing caused us defensive problems. Tosin I thought had a shocker. To be honest, yep. you know, you know, it just okay. didn't give us, didn't give me any confidence. We missed Ream in that central defence, both from a defensive perspective, but also leadership. We need to, we need someone of that ilk to lead that back four, and I think we missed Tim Ream massively today. But I just think for me, it the when Tim press. pressed us, we struggled and we had no, we had limited response. To be honest with you, so uh, yeah, that was another negative for me. Okay, that's an interesting one. Over to you, Steve. Emilio's going with. Dealing with the press as being his number two down. If you want to share your thoughts on that, feel free to. And then also share your number two down. Um, we we I don't know. We we just didn't seem comfortable when on the ball. Um, it it was almost like at the back. As soon as they got the ball, they wanted to get rid of it. Um, there was no real sword between the back four. There was nothing going on at all. Um, Tosin did, uh, he did not have a good game. Um, but I, I think even when, and I'm a, I've been a great supporter of Reed, but even when Harrison come on, nothing really changed. I think, uh, certain people, Plinia put in a good, solid first half. Um, he got, he got that water upon his shin. And I think that might have possibly affected him uh, for the second half. But uh, it was in the second half when the subs were made, it seemed like no one knew exactly where they should be. Mm -hmm. One minute Pereira's over on the left-hand side. Next minute he's over on the right. Then (laughs) you've got Solomon coming over on the right. And you're thinking, well, hang on. What bloody formation are we playing here? Uh, who's playing where? And it seemed to me, certainly the last 15, we didn't know where the hell we were bloody playing. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we, one all fair result, and I'll leave it at the tactics again. I think Silver, controversial, but I think Silver is getting, I'm not saying he's panicking. But I think he's getting short of ideas. We've got no one come off that bench, that talisman, who can ignite the team with 15, maybe 20 to go. Um, Mitro come on. He is not fit, no two ways. Um, he's, I think he's still carrying an injury. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd go probably agree with the media on most of that. 
as far as okay. the tactics. We seem okay. lost at okay. times. Excellent. Yeah, the point you made, Steve, about you know, the one minute Solomon's on the left, then he's on the right. Pereira dropping deep, yeah. going in the yeah. middle. It seemed to be. I think he was going gung ho to win the game. Nobody wanted a replay. Both teams didn't want that, and obviously he took a risk, Silva, by sort of yeah. compromising. But I don't think Silva. Yeah, but I, I don't think Silva knew exactly what he wanted to do with the players. No. You know, he's put them on. Options, didn't we? At that yeah, point, you know, you know? they were switching. They were switching so often. Yeah. You, I mean, we were trying to help. We were struggling to keep up on who the hell was on the right hand side at times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd put their tactics weren't brilliant. Okay, excellent, guys. Let's finish this up with going with the number one down here, Emilio. What's the biggest negative to come out of this FA Cup match? Who warranted? Who? Which fringe? No, not one fringe player warranted being a starting 11 player. I think that was the biggest thing today. Okay. You, know, you know, you look at all the players who came. Solomon, we'll talk about Solomon. We look from back front to back or back to front. You know, Leno, I think we'll talk about and Rodak being a banger. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But Kozawa had an absolute shocker, to be honest. He got turned yeah. inside out, especially first half. Thanks to him, we could have been two down, to be honest with you. He was yeah, awful. Yeah. Really awful. His touch, like Steve said, was an absolute disgrace. You know, he was just shaking inside out. Just put, I'm surprised he didn't get taken off at half time, but I think everyone was calling for his head at half time. That was Al Shell. Half time, replace him. Yeah. So again, for me, the, the my negative point is the depth it goes back to depth. All our yeah, players yeah. have been punching above their weights. Many of them have been punching above their weight this season. And we were saying over a drink before the game in the in the pub that if those players aren't punching above their weight. And their average, or the, the quality that you typically expect, the likes of Bobby Reed, Harrison Reed, these players, when they're not punching at that level, we seem to be very average. And today, who was, who was, who, which fringe players warranted being a starting eleven? Kazawa was awful. Wilson didn't do enough. We had to rely some of our sort of bigger, bigger players. Vinicius. I was about to bring Vinicius. up Vinicius. Oh, sorry, sorry, so static. Is we keep saying is he's always looking for the ball to come to him rather than anticipating. Going into those danger areas, it was it was a passenger the whole game. It was awful today, and so for me, that's my biggest criticism of the game today. The the ones who the fringe players had a chance to step up, but nobody warranted to say I you know actually had a superb game. Tosin, I thought were very insecure in defence, maybe very very nervous at times. Diop, like Steve said, grew into yeah. the game despite his error at the beginning, but those other players didn't. Nobody deserved. To warrant a starting position, and Solomon, I think, needs to prove a bit more fitness before you start to see him in the Premier League week in week out. Still going to be a few games, to be honest with you. I don't see him starting against Chelsea. I see him still being a substitute and gradually showing his fitness. And if he can demonstrate qualities and fitness levels, then maybe he will start. But nobody there will warrant being a starting eleven player if Silva had all these players fit. Okay, interesting take there as your number one, Steve. Mm. Do you agree with Emilio as? That being the number one negative um, from this match. Yeah, I think going through them, I mean, Diop got caught on the first uh, for the goal purely because Kasawa was like some kind of bloody racehorse. I mean, he was so far up build that he put Diop in a situation whereby he was basically, he got mugged. Um, I think as far as young Solomon's concerned, um, I think he needs half a stone, a stone on him. 
His first, his first touch is very good. His control is very good. No two ways about it. But he gets bundled off the ball too easy. Um, if I was going to have one gripe, I would say, was it right for Fulham to allocate 6,000 <laughs> to the uh, opposition? Okay. Now, they've all, they, I mean, I'll give them total credit. They sang their hearts out from the, from the far, first whistle, the final whistle. Um, and they gave, they gave them great support. But should we do that again? I think 6,000 is too many. Okay. You want home support. I mean, we weren't bad. Right. But when you got 6,000 down the punty end, <laughs> um, I think that could have been a. A slight, a slight downer. Um, but okay, interesting. Uh, all credit to them, though. Um, they yeah. came, um, they, they fought, um, they ran us ragged at times. We looked, mm. we did not look like a Premiership team. We looked like a, it looked like a good old fashioned Championship match. Um, okay. but, well, that's not good stuff. You know, oh. Good credit. Good credit to them. Um, they deserve the draw. Um, replay? I wouldn't fancy us. Mm. Be perfectly honest. I wouldn't fancy us up there. But okay. we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Guys, to finish up the show, a little bonus. Let's do man of the match. Emilio, who was your man of the match? Um, I think I alluded at the beginning. I'm going to give it to Rodak more than I know a lot of people are saying Solomon jumping on the Solomon yep. bandwagon, but I'm going to give it to Rodak. He kept us in the game. He looked secure behind the goal, and we know we know we've got a good backup there. You know, I, I still hands down I prefer Leno as my number one keeper without a shadow of a doubt. But, but overall, I thought Rodak was very was strong in defence. So I'm going to give it to Rodak today. Okay, Steve, who are you going to give it to? Oh, I'm I'm going to probably agree. I think. Rodak, when he called upon, performed as a goalkeeper should. He put in 100% and gave 100%, which is more than I could say uh, for most of the players who were... Uh, the only person I'd put up there possibly close would be Kenny Tete, who I thought had a mm. very good game. But otherwise, that's it. Rodak, uh, all, all day long, I think. Okay. I want to share this from our friend Chris Goodwin. The allocation for an FA Cup has to be up to 15% of the capacity. So maybe that answers your question there, Steve. Uh, what's our official capacity? It's about 23 that's now. 20, with that is it 26? 26? Well, it's not 30 yet. That doesn't make 15% that doesn't make six, of our capacity is not 6,000. It's a lot less. Okay. okay. Aren't you, I, didn't do, I didn't get any uh, exams at maths, so uh, I don't, don't <laughs> ask me. <laughs> okay. All right. Great show, guys. I want to just share one last comment, and then we're going to wrap this up. This is from Black, White, and Fred. Tom Kearney, man of the match for me. Only player that looked to create, and obviously for the goal as well. So shout out for... Tom Kearney. Let's see. Chris Goodwin says 19,000. What was that? I thought I thought Kearney had overdone it. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised actually went in 
And I thought, this is what they've done all game in the box. They're trying to walk it in. And I thought, here we go again. And I was probably more, I think same as the media. We were quite surprised when it actually went in. Because <laughs> uh, I thought we'd talk about two touches too many. Oh, but, uh, yes. hey, but we'll go we'll go for it. We'll full them. <laughs> okay. Guys, I'm going to wrap up the show before I do. Couple things I want to mention. Of course, Emma already mentioned this. Please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. It might also help Sunderland supporters find us because I'm sure they're going to like some of the things that we said about them in this show. So please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and also on YouTube. Emilio, the foam shadow. I need to get you back here much more often. I know it's difficult. Your schedule's very mm. hard right now, Emilio. Yeah. So, but I just got to say how much I enjoyed having you yeah. on the show tonight. Yeah, perfect. It's good to be back. You know, I'll do next Friday night outside Stamford Bridge Excellent. on my way home from Stamford Bridge. So, uh, all right. So, yeah. so I'll, all right. I'll I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to Friday that. Night. Yeah. Okay. Home Shadow's going to be back in action. I like to hear that. Yeah. Mr. Reynolds, as always, it's a pleasure speaking with you. I talked to you like five times never, a week. So. Never, never a problem, Russ. Unfortunately, I can't afford to come all the way back here again on Friday. For the Chelsea game, so um, <laughs> he'll have to wait a little while. Okay, well, great stuff. Well, I'm going to wrap up this show. Thank you, everyone that does watch and listen to Cottage Talk. The numbers have been fantastic, and we really appreciate it. But I'm going to wrap this up for Emilio Donnell, the foam shadow, and Steve Reynolds, the foam fart. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 